Welcome to the good life. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host and coach of the Terrace Crew, Matt Ricks. We're through the first of the buy rounds, round 13. Origin 1 is in the rearview mirror. What a game. We're going to cover all that tonight and look forward to a big round 14 coming up this weekend. There's plenty of planning still to be done. Round 17 is on the horizon. There are big names coming back, namely Ryan Pappenhausen in the next couple of weeks. We've got to talk through who our origin, how we're going to play it with our origin stars coming back into our teams. And who are the cheapies we're looking to pick up? We've got a huge show tonight. We've got a, uh, our Queenstown update, as per usual. We've got a review of round 13. We've got the origin review, of course, and the impact on Supercoach. Uh, we've got a segment um, for, a new, for one of our new guest hosts tonight, which we'll get to in a little bit. We have round 17 strategy. We've got popular trading targets, captains, vice captains, and, of course, who would you rather? So an absolutely monstrous show tonight. Cannot wait to get stuck in. Joining us tonight, uh, he's back on deck after a week's rest. Uh, it's coach of the Casabonitas, 2014 third place overall finisher, Danny Boy Ricks. Danny Boy, how's it going? Welcome back to the Pod Pod. Yeah, thank you, Matty. Uh, it's going okay. A bit disappointed with the weekend. My strategy of going going low numbers on round 13 uh, didn't pay off with all the all the popular trading guys getting going huge. Uh, so I ended up having. Uh, 10 for the weekend and a, and a lowly 681. So uh dropped down to about 4,000 rank, uh, but I'm absolutely gung-ho on getting big numbers for 17. So looking forward to some big big trading targets over the next few rounds. You were on a bit of a roll prior to round 13 as well. You are up to, what, 1,500th last week. Um, as you mentioned, the, the, all the trading targets did well, um, but not only well, all of the big trading targets did exceptionally well. Yeah, so it it's uh, I kind of got. I mean, I I had three trades last week, and all three trades were my three highest scorers. So I I went for Garrick, Lolo, um, and someone else who went pretty well. Uh, but I missed out on missed out on Savage. I missed out on Manu. Missed out Recorder. on Drinkwater. Yeah. A lot of lot of teams would have stacked all those guys, and and yeah, unfortunately for me, but fortunate for a lot of super coaches, they've just gone berserk at the right time. Our second guest tonight, um, who I'm absolutely thrilled to have on the show, absolute pleasure. It's the doyen of betting industry content. Uh, it's a big welcome to Jack Dickens, aka Dicko. Dicko, uh, first of all, welcome to the Pod Pod. I just got to give the guys a bit of context. You're a super coach newbie this year. It's your first season in. Yep. Welcome to the show, and uh, and how are you finding your first season in Supercoach? First time, long time, boys, and uh, it's good to have. It's interesting though that like we're it's a it's a the shy boys. We're all shy boys, but it <laughs> says a lot about the shy that yeah, two of us are in Melbourne, and one of us is in London. But um, uh, you're trying to kill our demographic. We're trying to keep that on the. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that where about eighty percent of the downloads are? Yeah. <laughs> God's country, the birthplace. Uh, anyway, yeah. Look, I um, I'm an AFL man um, from the core, from from birth, um, born and bred. Didn't like rugby league at all as a kid. Um, obviously, well, I'm glad I didn't. Like, look at it now. You, I wouldn't last a minute if I played it. But um, the Pod Pod and uh, Rixie have 
seriously ignited a passion for rugby league. Provided the game's decent, I will watch it over the AFL at the moment. Wow. Um, Jeez. If it's decent. Yeah, and just the 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 format of the Supercoach is just like I, I, I live through it when, when I'm watching rugby league. I might have a bet, but I don't bet big. Like I bet on horses for a living for for a while. I've stopped, but um, so they're they're definitely like fun bets, which you shouldn't say in our game, Rixie. But uh, they right, are fun mate. bets. It's but all, um, that's all right, mate. It's all fun on this show. We're not really we don't get we don't get into the betting too much. But that's you know, I, I love it. I spend like I can't wait till you you'll give the notification in that chat group that it's open, and I will go in and see how much money I've made because I'm a massive break even operator, <laughs> and then I'll um like I do I really don't mind if I win or lose. Like on the weekend, I'm just sort of seeing if my guys will, will go well. I think I got knocked off by Tubes last week just on just on the head-to-head. But Tubes, like, the head-to-head the, expert. Yeah, but I'm playing a long game. I'm a big break-even operator, as I said, and um, I have thoroughly enjoyed it, and I have been 100% guided by uh, the, the three of you. So I'm grateful and uh, excited to be here. Oh, mate, well, pleasure to have you on, and and we better give your uh your little your little your project your current project a bit of a plug. The mailbag blo- mailbag bloodstock. Tell us a bit about that. I was a pro punter on on horses, and I watched them walk before they race. That was how I sort of made a living when I moved to Melbourne. I was a chippy back in Sydney, and um, I sort of tried to do that at the yearling sales with you holding my hand. We were sort of holding each other's hands, I guess, a little bit with Mars on there on the Gold Coast. <laughs> but um, also focusing pretty heavily on the tried horses. So um, finally went up to the Gold Coast about a week and a half ago where we could actually afford to buy a couple. So I've got a couple of yearlings uh, that I need to sell eventually and uh, a couple of tried horses that we're sort of buying. They're, they've got that online sale every sort of second week now. So um, yeah. just trying to find value. We're looking through the, the lens of data. So we're looking for horses that break the class and probably still can win a maiden. Did this? It's a Obviously, it's a Rick's family show, but I did run up one of his the old boys' horses, Puffer Rick's there yeah. yesterday, actually. Oh, Captain Kenny, I went to 19,000. I went for 20. So if anyone's interested in that also, I wouldn't steer you out of it. But I, I've got two from that sale that will race in Victoria. So if anyone's keen, thinks I'm a interesting enough guy after the show um i think it's mailbagbloodstock.com.au that's awesome mate we'll we'll put up a link to the to the page on the on our twitter feed after the, after the show and um i can speak firsthand having done a little bit of work in the horse racing industry these boys they know what they're talking about and you'll have plenty of fun so definitely encourage uh, uh the listeners out there if they've got a bit of an interest in horse racing it's quite an easy uh price point to get into the industry and you'll have a lot of fun so check them out at mailbag bloodstock.com.au and as i said we'll get the appropriate links through uh after the show now boys uh we're going to give a quick queenstown bet update dan um we are absolutely destroying these two uh, (laughs) tubes and dad and especially when especially when tubes isn't here to defend himself i like getting stuck right in for the (laughs) listeners at home uh we we bang on every week we've had a bet me and dan versus tubes and the old man uh, who is going to pay for our golf in Queenstown when we eventually get there? Hopefully, what are we, we haven't actually spoke about this, Dan. When are we go, when are we going to Queenstown? No Maybe idea. early next year. No idea. Dickhead might have an answer for that. This, this is my favourite part of the show. I think I inspired <laughs> the thought having a bet at the start of the season. Um, I, I feel like there's so many angles here. Tubes, I've never met him, but I want to. And I told he doesn't drink, which I want to drink with him. I feel like it's a really smart play to to pair up with the old man because if he loses, I doubt he's paying. That's the vibe I get. And I feel like the old man's starting to niggle him saying, mate, my shoulders are getting real sore carrying you here. So am I far away there? Mate, you are bang on. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. 
You should have seen how quick he was. Oh, I'll go with dad. I'll go with dad. <laughs> I love it because it's smart. I'll do the same thing. I, I also think Poppy Ricks is feeling the pressure as well. He's he's pulling some really random. I think he brought SJ in on the weekend. Oh, he's had. Oh, we'll, really we, we actually might time. talk about. We actually might talk about his trades last week. I'd say Tubes is reaching out, but like behind the scenes, saying, "Hey, we need to sort of have a different side <laughs> here, so we cover like smart yeah. stuff." Uh, yeah. Just we should talk about this because poor old dad. So. Last week, I think we spoke about it. He bought him for feeder. But on the Origin Eve, he was quite well set up for round 13. But on Origin Teamless Tuesday, he had Daniel Tupu, who obviously made Origin. He had David Fafida out injured. He had Vilea from the Warriors. And he had TPJ um, from the Dogs. So he lost four players. For those playing at home, TPJ. Tavita Pangai Jr. from the Bulldogs. Very solid round 13 option. So he was completely flawed. He's dropped out of the top thousand, um, which is unfortunate. But uh, he'll be back. He's he's um, he's having a good season. The old man. He thinks a little bit differently about it. So I do like catching up for a chat with him every week about the super coach. Um, it's pretty impressive that he doesn't he doesn't get super coach gold. He doesn't kind of get that that easy sort of oh, analysis. That's, that, and that's the best cash right? break evens. Like you know, it is it is very much he he needs a player. Do you know why he doesn't get it? Do you know why he doesn't get it? Why old school? That's no, he doesn't want. He doesn't want to pay a dollar to Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd be one of the very few in in, the, in God's country not voting for Scomo. He'd rather play golf on the Live Tour than give Rupert Murdoch a dollar. Oh, sign me up, Greg, if you're listening. <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Ricky and I could play doubles. Yeah. Oh, anyway, for the for they- the for moving on, moving on for the. Uh, <laughs> For the uh, Queensland update, we've uh, Matt's absolutely smashed this round. We didn't really talk about it, Matt, but you've done uh, really well with we'll the 933 it. this week uh, compared to, I think it was maybe Tubes' 783. Yeah, uh, Tubes. Or yeah, so uh, Matt and Dan, big lead, 316 points. going to be very, very tough, particularly. I'm going to be big and strong in round 17, so going to be tough to chase down, I think. The big strongs. You guys talk about round 17 a lot and you spoke about round 13 a lot and I figured out round 13 is a buy towards round 13. Yes. Same yeah. the same go around 17. Correct. Round so 17. all the teams all the teams who didn't play in round 13 will play in round 17. Yep, okay. And there is there is a bit of a strategy in 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 my thinking was it was very difficult to carry big buy numbers in each of the buys because yeah. you would have to make so many trades between now and the next buy. Uh, and for me, I just don't have enough trades left for, to do that. So I kind of went heavy on the buy, round 17 players and lighter on the round 13 players. So we, we kind of try to look at it as the total amount of players for both those buys. So if you can yeah. get, say, 11 in one and 14 in the other, you're getting 25 for those totals. That's kind of the way you probably should approach or look at the buys. Uh, okay. But, uh, it's sort of think- like, it's like the way you look at, like for me, the first time I've ever watched Origin and was concerned for like Queensland players if I had them in my side. Correct. And concerned for like every, like, and the, the funniest bit, bit was I got I had a fair few cans last night and I was gutted when Katoni, I was gutted that Stas got picked because I didn't think he'd get picked. So I was happy to pick him in my side. And then when he did his shoulder, I was like, oh God, no. Yeah. But then I woke up this morning and I traded him out last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, time man. I don't care. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think 
I don't think he'll play the next Origin. I, I mean, it was awful. So I reckon, I reckon that'll be a big. Uh, so, big call so it's come Campbell out. Brain. It's come out today, Dan, that he just had a cork in his shoulder, so he shouldn't be out for too long. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's bad soft. for the it brand. Just, it wasn't wasn't coping. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler, the juggler's come out and rookie. Let's have a bit of a chat about Origin. So I'm keen just to get a few musings here. I mean, I just thought it was an absolutely sensational game. Um, Queensland were the better side, I thought. They had players who played to their absolute best, probably about six or seven of them. Uh, I haven't enjoyed a game of footy that much in a long time. Dicko, as a new rugby league fan, um, and I presume you've watched a, a fair bit of Origin along the way anyway as a sports fan, but how did you enjoy the game? And what did you notice? I loved it. I think rugby league's a massive momentum sport. I think most of football's like AFL is similar, but rugby league's a massive momentum sport. And New South Wales had it early when the like Toa or the the Panthers winger was enormous. Tupo was enormous all night. They both were. They were nut trucking out of the back and getting good yards, and we were on top. But when Harry Grant came on, he switched the momentum, and then at Cardigan or Carrigan, that massive unit from the Broncos. They, they controlled the momentum for the majority of the game until we got a penalty or something and then we'd have a crack, but they're so deadly that they could almost score. Yep. But Queensland had way more momentum than I've ever seen. I I, th- I think that's a like I think that's actually just a, a really good observation because so I, I was semi keen on New South Wales from from a from a betting perspective, minus three and a half. I thought just going off what I'd seen last year, um, Back in New South Wales, I thought the market had given up a little bit. We're getting a bit betting heavy here, but I thought the market had given up on home advantage a bit. Um, they're very hard to beat at, at Stadium Australia there. But I was surprised just how easily Queensland were able to dominate through the middle in the ruck through you know the guile of Harry Grant and Ben Hunt and the way that they were playing those, those smaller forwards through the middle and just got complete control. New, New South Wales were playing a lot of one-out ball Cookie, for all his for what a great player he is, he's he's very predictable in the way that he's always going to play. And Queensland flipped that on its head. Dan, you're a bit of a you as an ex hooker, you're a bit of an expert in that category. What what did you think about that? I, I thought um, I thought Cleary left him hanging uh, out to dry a few times, Cookie. So a uh, couple times he wasn't available, wasn't calling for the ball when he should have, or he was running the ball on the fourth tackle. Oh. I think the, the biggest difference on the yeah that on was the weird. rucks for Queensland. I think it was all in their technique and their timing. So Queensland have this really really great timing of change, changing the body angle of the person they're tackling. So basically, at the right time, they'll try to spin them around or put them at a weird angle, and they just absolutely nailed that. And New South Wales ruck speed was clearly slower than than Queensland. Bit of the old Melbourne, bit of the old yeah. Melbourne Billy, storm magic. Billy via yeah. the belly ache. Yeah. So that that is a massive skill, getting that timing right and perfecting that. So it just slows it down that split second more. And I think that was that was the big advantage. You know, New South Wales had you know the gun wingers put, taking it out, trucking it out, but after that. Next three, maybe the forward pack wasn't doing so well for New South Wales as well, but they just weren't getting that momentum. Tackle three, tackle four, and then Cleary wasn't playing off the back of that. I, I think they're like, as, I don't have a clue, but the halves combos, Munster's like blessed with such a strong kicking game and a simple like ball player with Daly Cherry Evans, and then Ben Hunt's kicking game 
it shit upon what Cleary delivered, which was like so subpar on, on the biggest stage. It was well, Queensland had Queensland had a and and it was so smart, Jack. You're exactly right. Queensland had a really clear plan to put Cleary under so much pressure with his kicking, because New South Wales had no second option. Cookie never kicks out of dummy half, and Jerome Luai only is a, a an option kicker down in the red zone. But there was a couple of kicks like early on where he almost had too too much time. Mm. And then he put up a little, like, say, 30-meter bomb to the 10-meter line when he's capable of a 50-meter, like, high bomb. Yeah. He, he was, like, so bad. And then those decisions late, he panicked. He run it when he shouldn't have. He didn't feed it when he should have fed it. He was, like, awful. And they were a bit, they were a on bit the back of that, I know we're talking about betting, but I'm going to just steam into the Panthers for the next, like, if he plays, they'll win. About, they'll put a will be interesting to see if he backs play. up. Just on, on some individual performances, um, I, he didn't get much of a mention in the post game or, or kind of on socials and stuff, but I love watching Caelan Plonger play for Queensland when he's when he's playing like that off the back of some good go forward. And that, that pass to Holmes for that try was just absolutely, was just sensational. And so smart that they like targeted that. That was like just when Stags went off. So they were all yeah. messed up. Like, and we were t- talking in the chat like, well, where was he? They're just confused because he was fresh in that spot. Well, that's, that yeah. Pong has and spotted that. Crichton, right? so Crichton, Crichton was caught Crichton at marker. Yeah. So he was four or five in where he should have been two in. And Pong has spotted that, yeah. throwing the cut out across the face. And yeah, just beautiful. It's fascinating from watching rugby league properly this year, which I never have, that the difference in the elite fullbacks – like Tedesco is so different to Ponga, who's so different to Pappenhausen, etc. And they're like all at the yeah. top, top, tippy top. Yeah, yeah. it's like, all. Teddy, it's... Teddy was enormous last night. He just nut trucked and tried to put him on his back. But Ponga's like sitting. He's like a half a fullback, uh, half a halfback as well. Like he read that and then fed that nut. It was funny. It was good. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Val Holmes, special shout out. I love him so much. So underrated. Um, but that play to get across for the Cleary when when who put the, someone put the kick in for Cleary, Tupo I think or no Katoni uh, the toe man, no and Teddy no it was Teddy it was Teddy yeah Teddy made the break off yeah. I think it was off Cookie off Cookie off Cookie yeah Teddy, and then Teddy's Teddy through the and he's put the kick in for Cleary and Val's just come from nowhere to yeah. come across and it was another one effort. like he's very good so very good at shutting down those um, sort of the. The out the back plays as well. Val read it every mm. time who was getting it and sort of yeah did enough to basically stop it, stop it in their tracks and kill all that momentum for the set. And yeah. on half time he was sort of like up in the line, turned around and then just yeah. got back quicker than them all. So fast. Oh Christ. Yeah. He's, so, he's no, dropped I a think... few he's dropped a few kilos from last year because he went to the NFL, had it mm. put all this bulk on, and he came back a little bit heavy. But this year he's just lightning. He's Imagine like, he's what he would have been putting into that rig when he was going over there. He would have been sitting on the toilet half the day. Bit of the Bradman no. Bestano, bit of the Bradman oh, just, yeah. Yeah. Protein think, powders. Yeah, yeah, lots of protein powder. But no, just Korean I think team. DCE at, at all levels is a very smart player. May not be the best. Uh, got a very good kicking game, very smart. And then Munster was just phenomenal. Just love watching him play. Unbelievable. One last thing on like, Origin for the Nuffy. Because you don't, I don't understand the game or the rules. To me, when who I thought was Papali, but it's um Paulo Junior Paulo. <laughs> I thought that was Papali all year long for Parramatta. Um, As in Isaiah Isaiah Papali, the bloke that I picked at the start of the year because yeah. uh, Mick Sean Wright Ryan told me to, and then I dropped him. Now I've got him back. That guy. Yeah. Uh, was he held in the scrum, and is that a, a penalty or was that play on? Because it looked to me that it should have been, but I don't know the game well enough to have a view. There. I could. I could. Sorry, the scrums yeah. are a farce in general. Like they're not really scrums, but back in the day, kind of 
like in rugby union, you kind of bind, front rowers bind. So you're holding on to the other front rower in the actual scrum itself. Now, how long can you hold on to them for? That's the sort of subjectiveness of it. So he's allowed to hold on to him in the scrum, but then when do you let go? I was happy enough for it to be let go and be a try because I don't think it was, I don't think it was so obvious, but I could have lived with it being a penalty as well. I was, I, yeah, was it was Tarek. It was Tarek Sims error of overreading and going, going too far. How bad was Tarek Sims? Like Freddie completely exposed for that selection. Um, oh, F- Freddie was exposed to my Nuffy eye massively. And, and the other, the other thing for New South Wales tactically, which I think they need to change. And I think they might for game two, it worked out okay because Stags got injured, but, there is no need to carry a center on the bench. Like they've got guys like Murray or Liam Martin who can plug in at a pinch to play center. Like Cookie for his great play, like Queensland just pulled their pants down with that dual hooker strategy. Like I would love to see Uppy on the bench to give them something different out of dummy half. Um, just yeah, even if it's for 20 minutes. Well, like you, you can hear in um, Joey's tone when he's commentating and also full credit to Joey and Matt for that Macazad, one of the great dads. <laughs> um, but just double dip. <laughs> you could um you could tell in his tone when he when he has the shits about stuff like he's like Nathan needs to lift it he needs to do something he's sort of implying he's going like shit yeah and he was sort of going I don't know what they're going to do with Crichton I got no idea he did because it he? made no sense and then and then yeah because I think I think someone asked how how do they get into the get him into the game with they um, all they all said don't know no idea no no idea um and the best is. <laughs> When they go to the video ref, what was they, they? They gave they gave a try a junior. It was Junior Paulos, and it was a clear obstruction. Murray just went and stood in the line. He goes, they go. He the ref blew it up, and he goes, "Here we go." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. Like it's it's like unprofessional, but but fantastic. It's rugby league. Like they don't do that in other sports. Like when they were making breaks at the end, and Cam Smith just yelling out, like, "Go go." Yeah, it, it makes you connect to them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other late musings? I got one. I I said this on the on the on the chat. Like, how did you go? Uh, did anyone think it was dark at the stadium? They've they've darked out. They've bl- like blurred out in the darkness. All the top tier of the stands. Did that annoy anyone else or just me? No, just you. I didn't. Uh, just you. I didn't didn't notice at all. I f- and I felt like it was like a training run at Carilla Oval, Dan. No, <laughs> oh, Carilla. <laughs> That's a paddock and a half, yeah. isn't it? They, uh, yeah. They're playing no, night games there yeah. now. The, the, uh, I think. I think we had a. Grade. I think we had a Twitter question uh, from Cookie about who Cookie uh, the bookie who we might might want to see in the next Origin, who we might take out of Origin one, and who we might want to want to put in. Got any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I I do. So I I've Stags uh, can get out. He's in the dumpster for me. Um, like you said, Dan, too soft for Origin. One, first sign of a sore I, shoulder. I didn't off. He didn't soft. even hurt it. He's just got a cork. I, I've been watching him closely as a super coach uh, player. He doesn't do enough work for my liking. He does. He puts in a big effort for first tackle or second tackle. He'll chase mm. from marker when he doesn't mm. really need to. Like and go, oh, now I've done a big effort. I'm just going to go back and stand on the, in the centers. And doesn't do enough groundwork, doesn't do enough hard work ever. So yeah, if Freddie was watching that, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, and, and I think, obviously I think... he's very strong. He gets, you know, he's a bully. So if he gets a one-on-one, he's just going to use that big palm. It looks great, you know, entertainment value, yes. But in terms of the quality through the whole game, he doesn't have it. That's why I was very surprised Campbell Graham wasn't there. I, I reckon I reckon actually that came into Freddie's thinking, knowing that by not picking Addo Carr, 
because he needed workers when he didn't have Stags as that extra worker and Whiten, who's a bit unknown at centre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got Tupu and, and Toto, and as Dico said, they were both fantastic the entire game. Like they got yeah. through a truckload of work coming off their line. And, it, and if that if that was Queensland, they play Origin until they're too too old, regardless of how their team's going and they're going, because they they turned up and they delivered. Well, I don't think they can drop Tupu now. I thought he played quite well. No. I thought um, it was, I was very shocked sure they dropped him last year for sure. He, he's in the team for, for to my dumb brain for. Nathan Cleary, the best halfback in the comp, to put on his head on on the troll on, and he, yeah. he didn't get that opportunity to, once to make twenty plus hit ups out of the out of their end and uh, take the high ball. Yeah, mm. for sure, he he definitely deserves his spot there. I, I think Campbell Graham has to come in to that right center spot. Yeah, um, he looks just, like just a very player. good, very good defensively. Does a lot of work. You you know he's going to commit there as well. I full, full credit to Jackie Boy as well. Jackie Boy White. Jackie went big, awesome. Big fan at the best of the times. I think he's just he's got the the dumbest footy brain going around. But he I think he's in, a great. He, I think Senna's he's his put best in a spot. great shift. Yeah, Senna he plays he's an Origin really, player. Really well. Puts in the effort for sure. Um, so yeah, so Graham to Graham to centre, I think for New South Wales, I'd like to. They're the changes I'd like to see. Graham to centre and Appy onto the bench. Um, it'll be interesting to see because I think maybe he'll just put Stephen Crichton to centre um, for Katoni. I can't yeah. see Katoni holding his spot, even well, though you I don't can't think... see Crichton getting jumped by Campbell Graham because he doesn't done anything really wrong. He didn't get much mm. opportunities. He's like a mess. He's pretty. I stiff. know th- this probably won't happen. He he, um, he did that bad tackle though. Mm. Yeah, and then he this, was caught uh, out this... in defence. This probably won't happen, but uh, someone brought it up. I think it was Shine Bright, Mick Diamond. He um, talked about the Isaiah Yo sort of the way Penrith play with him being the one-off sort of, yep. you know, feeding it on. Uh, wasn't really working for New South Wales. Um, mm. So, you know, maybe look to get Cam Murray into that lock position. Just do it because I mean, late in the game, he looked like he was doing a lot of lot of groundwork and coming up. I don't, and they just they just bin that sort of one off. I don't think they can do that though. I think they're what? committed to Yo. I think he's a good player. Just I think, with I, the connections with and with the connection, like I think they're committed to that now. The well, other that's thing, why like, they play. What's his name? Isn't it like uh, the, the six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's as, he's as I said. Like, I don't think it will happen. But I I love Cam Murray at lock. I don't. I, I mean, I love him doing all that hard work in the middle. You know, if it was me, I'd I'd use him and Payne Haas as those guys going forward uh, all day. What, why isn't why wasn't the not Papalihi the Junior Paulo, why wasn't he? He's the best nut trucker next to Haas, mm. isn't he? Five five runs in thirty one minutes. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't. Just, I think he, just... he's 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 a good player, Dicko, but he's he doesn't he doesn't have the mongrel like he's a very skillful big man with an offload. Oh, he's nimble. He's nimble for a massive yeah. unit, eh? Mm. But, but he, he's, he gas, doesn't really he have the work rate quick as well. Yeah, so his work rate's pretty. So he, he'll he'll be nimble for that one or two runs, but it, at the speed of Origin as well, the amount of defense they have to do and the amount of you know. That, I thought Campbell Graham was all right. I thought um, Campbell Graham, Regan, Regan Campbell Gillard was all right. Mm. I agree. Yeah. I Again, didn't effect. didn't have much work rate uh, if you look at the stats and like. Um, I think I was reading on Twitter. They said he got a few few padded runs at the end to bump up to seventy three meters for the total game. Yeah, right. That's pretty disappointing. So yeah, he did. He did have to do a great tackle at the end there to save a try. But uh, oh, so he did. Put in the eye lies. The eye does lie. We better move on um, because we've spent a lot of time chatting Origin and it's been awesome and I'm sure it'll come up again. But 
Um, Dan, I want to chat a bit around 17 strategy. And Dicko, keen for your input here as a newbie. And, and please, I think that'll be good if you ask some questions along the way for our audience because we're obviously very guilty of, uh, you know, we're very hardcore super coach nuts. So we, we need some uh, some steering along the way from from you. Dan, you mentioned that you're going hard at 17. So I want to hear how hard, how many trades you got left and how many players are you expecting? You mentioned you had 10 for 13. How many are you expecting for around 17? Yeah, so trades is my big issue. I My team at the start was just horrific. I had to get out so much, so much rubbish because I was going to just lose so much cash early on, uh, which is not what you want at the start of a super coach season. So I've actually only got 12 trades left. Um, what, before this low. week? Before this week. <laughs> um, that makes me feel good. Yeah, so I've gone absolutely berserk with that. But I do have at least nine players, I think, up to nine players for round 17 at the Already. moment. Already. So, yeah, yeah right. so I'm thinking six trades, getting about 15, and that 15 will be a quality 15 as well. Uh, it's either going to have a couple of cheapies who may play, uh, but then the rest are just, you know, just guns that I brought in over the last few weeks because I was kind of skipping on round 13. So I brought in Dylan Brown early. Uh, I held Penasini. I brought in Lomax, a lot of those guys. And I knew they weren't playing round 13, but I'm, I'm just going to go big on this round 17. So I think 15 or 16 will be a big number and I'll have some quality players, not just middle range, you know, riffraff. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um I think that's pretty smart what you've done. You've just you've got incredibly unlucky that so many round thirteen good options have all fired every one of them. Yeah, yep. So people um, went big in this round with thirteen players. You know, it's yeah. it's crazy. And I, yep. you know, didn't have TPJ, which was a bit bit of a shame. But I don't think he was a hundred plus player. He's not a not a big player this year anyway. So you mentioned you're going to make six trades between now and round seventeen. So you end up with fifteen players. Is that right? And then that gives you six for the run home. Yes, correct. And, and so, are you going to and are you going to front load those trades in terms of getting them in your team now? Or are you going to are you going to try to maybe get them in closer? Because I mean, Pappenhausen's obviously in the horizon as well, so I presume yeah. he's one of them. So it depends on what sort of cheapies you're looking at. So this week I'm doing two trades because Mam is available at halfback, and it's the big reason why I didn't get Savage or Manu last week is because I wanted to leave one space open in my halfback and fullbacks. Uh, for Mam, and that's worked out really well now. That um, I think, what's his name? Ga- Gamble's going to be out longer term with a stress fracture. I think it's looking like three to five weeks. They're saying. Yeah. So he's got a hundred plus minus one hundred plus break even. Dicko, you'll be jumping on Ezra Mam very quickly. He's I'm only sure. heard of the bloke today. I heard about him about forty five minutes ago. Or no, we've been going forty five. <laughs> but whenever I heard about him, he went straight in. So I'll be getting him, and I'm looking at a bit of bit of flair in in. R five Ronaldo Molitalo. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get to the trade targets later, but yeah, I really like Ronnie too. Yeah, but um, so that's what I'm looking at. So in terms of like my theories at the moment, if I have a a really cheapy option for round seventeen available, I'll go early and then grab a, grab a gun as well. Uh, but I'll probably maybe go maybe one trade or two trades over the next couple of weeks, and then probably look at all three if there's guns available for round seventeen. I'll come back to you again, Dan, because I want to get a bit more. Your, I think your situation is very unique, so I want to get your thoughts on some more kind of um, popular strategies that the the super coaches out there have run with. J- Dicko, I'll, I'll come to you. Do you know, uh, first of all, it's a bit of on the spot, do you know how many players you've got currently for round 17? 
I just found it out just then because you can do show buys when you got the grouse super coach thing. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You've got to subtract the origin guys though. So I'm thinking I'm thinking you've probably got you've probably got a couple of guys there. Six there we go. So I think that's actually pretty good because I, I heard But I'm bringing in Pappy. I bet he might be playing Origin. Yeah, we we didn't touch on that. I think I think it's down for that. I think he's a so I've read today that they're hoping to get him back for next weekend, which is around fifteen. And that's the that's two days before they pick Origin two team. Well he's so, been I've been stalking his Instagram, he's been playing Cathedral. Looked to me like he was walking. And we saw him. You, you reported that he was at an F forty five. F forty five. It wasn't. It was straight line stuff. Bit of the um. What are the arm action things called? The the ropes. Party. Battle ropes. The battle Party ropes. ropes. So he was battle Party ropes. Sesh. But but the knee looked good. The hammy looked good. So I'm tipping him for around fifteen. And we'll get. I think like there's a bit to go through there with Paps because that's that's the key man. But you can't. I don't think you can have not have. If Pappenhausen's playing round seventeen, I don't think you can you can dodge him. You, you so can't that's dodge a good him. that's good feedback for me because I have Hines, Cleary, Teddy, and Drinkwater. Yeah, Drinky can go to five eight though. That's what I mean. But I could but, put Hines back there if I wanted to not have Paps. So I need to have him. You're saying so he's got to go there. So Hines stays in the half. So I think if round thirteen taught us anything, and I Dan and I chatted to our mate Sean Bright about this over the weekend. He speaks in, I in these. Yeah, when he speaks, we listen. But when for for these buy rounds, you need these guys with a ceiling because they can just hurt you so bad. So on the weekend, Drinkwater, 119. Manu, 130. Garrick, 97. They're all – Dan doesn't own two – do you own any of them, Dan? Garrick, yeah. Garrick. So, like, I bought in right. – I bought in – I got lucky because – well, not lucky, but, I mean, I bought in Manu for Tedesco at the last minute with my last trade of the round. Yeah. Very nice. And that's worked out well for me. It might not work out long term, but I think I needed to. I needed to hold ground. How Did many you? trades have you got left, and how many boosts? So and no, how many should you have? To, no, no. That's but, what everyone at home's thinking. Well, yep, like, yep. I'm hearing what you're saying, but where am I at? So no boosts left. So we've been pretty clear, Dan and I particularly. And I don't think Tubes has got any. My man Tubes Dan, has been a little bit more sort of fence hitting, which I like. Dan has Tubes got any boosts? I don't. He might have one, maybe. Yeah. So uh, me, me and Dan were at a boost weeks ago. So we front ended all our boosts. Um, My theory this, was you want to you want to get a gun side in as quickly as possible. So we talked about this a little bit before. Like those three trade round trades means you could really clean up your team quickly. So that's what I did. I think the people who have a lot of trades left, they were flying at the start. So it's it's yeah. worked out really well. So I've got no no boosts left. I've got eighteen trades left before this week. So I've been pretty good with my trades in terms of um, keeping a few in the bank for when I need them, even though I've done five rounds or I've done three trades. Um, so I think 18 is about what you would want. So if you've got more than that, you're doing quite well, I think. I've got 16. Yeah. So I think what you want to think between now and, and you say so you got six for round 17, Dico. I'm keeping the boost for 17. So I th- or I was going to yeah, use, so use it for 13 or 17. 17 is perfect. You can use four. Mm. Or the other way to use it, I think, Dicko, might even be better for you, is round 18. So when you can get like your all your origin guns back in, so your Harry Grants or your Munsters if you don't have them. Cam Murray is probably one that a lot of teams don't have now who you're going to want for the run home, I think. Big target. Mm. David Fafita's back around that time too. Who do you sack for Cam Murray? Um, the the back rows, a bit, everyone's back rows a bit barren. So like a lot of people have got Tago or Ewan Aitken up there. So... Either them or move them down to centre wing. Um, 
I mean, every, every who you sack is very individualized for yeah. your team. Sacking you, or or shifting. So like Tamalolo, Talakai, uh, Targo, even McInnes. Like these guys can shift to different positions. So yeah, you can look to bring Cam Murray in at second row forward and move them on somewhere else. So the big the big question for me that you want to ask yourself before you start thinking about numbers for seventeen is how many trades do I want for the run home? So in my mind, I'm thinking that I want between nine and 11. So I just need to consolidate that to myself because I've traded Teddy, who I want back. I've traded <coughs> Harry Grant, who I want back, round 18, both of them, like or round mm-hmm. 18 or 19. Round 19 for Teddy, I think I think he gets a rest round 18 and I've got a really good plan there because I'm going to move Drinkwater. I'm going to trade Cody Walker. They play Bulldogs round 18, Souths. I'm going to trade Cody Walker round 19, move Drinkwater to 5'8 and trade Teddy in. This is like a beautiful mind stuff. So, like, I'm really happy with that plan. Can see the numbers. Can see the numbers floating. Can see around it all floating head. around, and that's what gave me the confidence for the for the for the Manu trade last week. To be honest, yeah. um, no, I think so, I think that's what you have to look at in in terms of your team is who who don't you have? Who do you want after the buys, and how you can get them in? Um, so that would then. Um, influence which trades you're doing before the buy round 17 in which positions. If, if you had an average number of trades left in, so that 16 to 20 range, how many would you be looking to spend now to round 17 to have like to maximize numbers for that? And for how many you would want for the round? What's, what's the minimum you think you should want for post round 17? For players yeah. in your team? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, for, no, for trades, trades remaining. If oh. you had an average number of trades left. <laughs> uh, I think 10 would be, would be reasonable because um, I think you, it, particularly teams that don't have any nuffs in their team, I think you could at least nuff out four players um, and then get five to six guns in. That's what I'd be looking at. But obviously then, you know, that's riding hard on, on no injuries and no rest breaks. Uh, but the yeah, enough, enough conversation, the enough conversation, Dan, just while we're on it, Dico, do you, do you know what enough is for, for the context of the conversation? Yeah, enough, enough's basically not yeah, not playing bottom priced, so you can downgrade oh. someone. Say someone's five hundred k, you downgrade. That's what I thought Ben King was. Nah, he's so he's turned he, out to be a bloody gem. He was a, I love no, him. He was he was a cheapie. So cheapie, a cheapie is different to enough. Cheapie is someone who plays. Nuffs don't play. Okay. So yeah, yeah, enough is basically you have a guy in your team. He's not going to be an auto emergency if your vice captain loophole. Uh, so you're not going to get a oh, score of ten or fifteen in your in your in your team. Uh, I still don't completely get the old loophole theory. <laughs> yeah, might you be did it on the weekend, though. You day. got you did your first loop on the weekend, didn't you? With drinky. <laughs> oh, I had a lot of players not playing, so <laughs> yeah. I kind of basically, yeah. if you've got a guy who's not playing on your bench and you loop, then you're going to get that really low score on your bench. The lowest score counts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, if you don't we can, have those we can, guys we can there, tell Dicko we can tell Dicko all about this after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry to interrupt, Dan, but um, the so, nuffs... yeah, 10, 10 to twelve would be a good amount, I think, for sure. Post post origin. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, you're looking for sort of four to five nuffs, even though there are people who are a bit on the the COVID bandwagon. Um, and I know they're, I mean, fantastic podcast, SC Playbook. Timmy Williams, he's going incredibly well again this year with heaps of trades up his sleeve. Um, he's very much on the non-nuff bandwagon. So he wants a full squad in case of COVID. My theory on that is I think you have to risk it for the biscuit. Um, that's too conservative. So if you want to win it, I think you need to get away with not getting injuries um, to an extent. 
I don't, I, you know, I don't disagree that you need a squad of players that you're happy with if there is one or two injuries. But I don't think you can be worried about COVID. Like, I, I don't think it, I just don't think it's prevalent. COVID enough. maybe not the issue, but injuries to your team and uh, yeah, it always happens. And then players resting back end of season as well. Yeah, the resting is tricky. It's gonna be gonna be tough. Like I'm expecting with a squad of maybe 21 players, uh, I will sometimes be maybe running out 16 people by the end of it, just with the amount of trades that I don't have. Dan, who are the? Who oh, are... really? That's mm-hmm. that's controversial. Yeah, it'll be tough. So you do you do it would be great to have a couple of trades up your sleeve just in case of mass injuries or mass rests back end of the season. That's sort of what I was thinking. Like I, I'm pretty happy with my team. I just want Pappenhausen. But now I'm just sort of saving for injury, and now I'm just going to keep mm. searching out those big fat so break evens. You're not going to get those break evens. Yeah, the break evens aren't that important around 23, 24, 25. Yeah, cash. This you is know? a bit. So you've you could, got, you could be like the Roosters, all, all the cash, but still going terrible. So, well, gotta, proof in the pudding. Really... Like my team's worth a million dollars more than Rixie's. We said at the start of the show, and he's you know eight thousand in front of me in total points. So. The um, yeah. it must have, it, it hurt you to bring in drink water last week with that hundred break even, didn't it? I was disgusted, but I was so busy that I just impulsively did it because you told me to, and I was very happy with your work. Yeah, after the game, well, well, well done. Okay, let's very, um, very let's let's uh, let's move along now to the. We're not gonna. We're just going a bit off piece this week. I've set off piece two weeks in a row. I'm not happy with that. Anyway, <laughs> it is winter. Um. Popular. We're gonna. We're not gonna go through all the team changes this week because we don't actually know who's gonna back up from Origin and, and who is. But um, just in what we do have, um, I'm just gonna give a quick update on what we know so far. So Cowboys have have released their squad and who's gonna be playing. So Cotter and Nanai are not playing for those who own Ruben Cotter. He's out. Um, he could be a trade. I think this week. Given that um, he obviously he's gone to a new level and he was set at. He was sensational. Nearly gave them a little another absolutely there, Dan. But I've, I've held back. Mm. I think, what did <laughs> you was, say? He was a, he was another the new Dallas Johnson, but good. Yeah, the new Dallas that. Johnson, but good, and and he can run the footy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he'll be in the team for for ten years. What yeah, a weapon! Very good, um, very good motor, very fit. You know. Um. So they they're out, but Val Holmes is in. I'd be, you know, Stags. I'd be surprised if he backs up for the Broncos. So he's a clear trade out for anyone who held him, um, unfortunately. Um, and that's about all we've got. Is there, Dan? Did you have anyone else in doubt from the weekend? Like you'd have to think maybe someone gets a rest, but I haven't. Read oh yeah, else. Um, Isaiah Yao. I think might be in doubt with his head knock. I know he stayed on the field, but they might not. They might not risk that against Newcastle, right? Oh, I was going to ask head knock that. And a if, head knock. But then they kind of confirmed that he had a head knock, and they they sort of cheated. So. What do they yeah. do? I've got him, yeah. and uh, yeah, right. I've got a, I've got a stack second row. And then when you spoke about Cam Murray needs to come in at some point, like I got Yeo, Crichton, Olakowatu, Kikau. No, so for me, I've got, Dick, I've, I've got Yo as well. But I'm actually even if he does play, I might not play him in the seventeen because I have a suspicion he's going to play forty minutes. I think if he starts, you can play him, can't you? You can, but it depends on how strong. I'm pretty strong otherwise. So, you know, it would be him or, say, Targo. And I'd like to play Targo over him this Who week. Who are the Panthers playing? Newcastle. Yeah, right. So he could Points. easily get he could easily it, get a rest. It, yeah, so that's that's what you've got to look at with him. But I will I'll be I'll I will i will not be surprised if he doesn't play. The other one is Payne Haas has um he's had that shoulder he's been carrying that shoulder complaint and he's not pulled up that well, it looks like. 
Uh, Travis Main from the Courier Mail is reporting that Stags and Haas in doubt with shoulder problems. So, um, does he drink? Um, no, no, I we know he doesn't bet. No, he does. does he he does. He yeah, he drinks. He just doesn't like it being advertised on his jersey. Oh, I thought it was gambling. Yeah, that's gambling. Both. No, it's both. I read I read the article. Oh, I can't wait to see which club he picks. Well, yeah, Bulldogs is the rumor, but we'll see. But yeah, oh, mate, they're fun. Have you ever been to Canterbury Leagues? Hurlston Park, RSL. Oh, mate, it's, it's like a casino of the inner west. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's that's about it. Like uh, I think you know we were hoping there'd be a bit more action, but um, yeah, I think I think it, the big thing is just to be keep an eye on team lists, see if your men are going to be on the bench, and even the bench structure because that gives a bit of a clue away to minutes. So keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah. There'll be plenty, and the, plenty going just on. on that, there's a way to set up your to make sure you set up your team properly. In that the first teams that are playing, make sure you have them starting uh, yes. because you don't want to get stuck with a, a starter at the back end of the games that's that's not playing. So first games, if they're playing first games rather than last games, you put them in your starting side rather than on the bench. Rather than on the Fur, bench. Further to that, I'd go a step further than that, Dan. If there's a toss-up in terms of who you're going to play and who you're not. So like Ezra Mam plays before Nathan Cleary this week. So mm. if Cleary gets a rest, I think you've got to take that in consideration. I would be starting Mam because I think I don't think he's the worst play anyway. I'd be starting Mam at halfback and putting Cleary on your bench as one of your reserves, and then if he doesn't play, you can just switch him out. I've benched yeah. Cleary just out of principle from what he did to us last <laughs> night. <laughs> Fuck him. He's starting on the bench. Hines is in the halfback at the Dutch Rudders. Surely Nick Nico. Oh, we'll get to captains in a bit, but Nico is a great captaincy option this week against the Warriors. The best. All right, guys. Let's get on to uh, let's get on to our. We've gone a bit, uh, been a bit, a bit skew if there, but let's get on to our popular trade ins and some pot <laughs> options this week. Uh, so, forwards, Danny boy, Cam McInnes, most popular trade in at hooker. There's an absolute. There's a complete. <laughs> Jesus. There's a complete dearth of options at hooker. Oh, um, and I'm, I'm a. <laughs> I'm a I've never I'm a, heard that word in my life. I'm a Cam. You sure you grew up in the Shire? Dearth. <laughs> is it a word? I don't know I don't if it know. is. The trouble is, we don't know. So we just sort of we were going to let it slide. But I it it sounds a bit. It sounds like it has negative connotations. So Here we go. Took it as barren. barren. A scarcity, dearth. Um, definition. <laughs> a scarcity or lack of something. Yeah, that's is fantastic. A- you just added more value to listen. So I repeat, there is a dearth of options at hooker, and I am a Tom Starley noted Dan. Um, Cam McInnes looks the obvious. He's got that jewel. He's 555K, been scoring well, low BE. Um, is there any – Is are you keen on McInnes or are you looking elsewhere at hooker? I'm not. I'm not keen. I think he is a trap in the sense that he could be a dot Oof. ball. So he's not a trap dot in terms ball. of he won't, he won't uh, score. We, we say – sorry, sorry. He'll still sorry, score stop, okay. Dan, I'm just going to stop you. Dot ball. Dicko's asking about dot ball. No, we say dot that ball. Great, great chat. We say that a lot. I love so we dot should ball. clarify. Dot ball dot is it's elite sledging, but I don't know if the whole audience understands what it is. It so just dot doesn't ball, matter. Irrelevant. Dot ball, dot ball is there's just nothing going on. Nothing, nothing going on. Boring it's a dot play, ball. Uh, and he might just get fifty, average fifty to fifty-five, maybe. Uh, not you know, I think he's capped at ninety or whatever he got on the weekend, uh, and the only thing reason I'd bring him in is because I had no other options at. At hooker, as you said, dearth and up. And who who does he play for? The Cronulla he plays Sharks. For the Sharks. He plays, starts oh, yeah. for the Sharks. Yep. 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 So he's a he's his so, back rower. Um, 
Dale Finucane's out currently, so he's taking that lock role. So he's looking likely to get 50-plus minutes. Uh, he's got a decent work rate, and it's picking up a little bit because he's coming off a knee reconstruction, so he's getting fitter and fitter and a bit more confidence. But it may be once Finucane comes back as well, he might be still sticking to that maybe 50 minutes and and not doing much much in the attacking side of things. So it's just a little bit dot board, not enough flair for me. That's what I love about the show. Like that that sort of insight is so valuable because you look at the break even or you look at his recent numbers and see one thing, but you guys will articulate that Finucane's coming back and then it all makes sense to the Nuffy, me. His minutes as well have been inconsistent. So his last two games, he's only, Dan, as you mentioned, he's only 50 and 53 minutes. So, yeah, he got a try obviously last time, which was great for owners. Um, I'm not... I mean, as I said, I've got Tom Starling, so I have to trade him out. Like, Ricky Stewart has completely screwed me over there. He got 16 on the weekend, I think. Or maybe he got upgraded to 23. But anyway, it's um, he's, so he's got to go. Like, absolute. But there's just no hookers. So, like, I'm looking elsewhere. I've got the cheese. Harry Grant looks good. I think he's kind of going to play, so can't get him. Got uh, Reed Marnie, Dan, who we've spoken a fair bit about, like, he just doesn't look the same player without this ruck speed that, that's from last year to this year. So I don't think he's an option. And then you've got Blake Braley from the Sharks who I just can't get around, even though I think you, you may think he may be a bit of a pot option. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think at 40 to 50K less than McInnes, he might be another dot ball at the same sort of average. So it's kind of like a take a pick between those two. Um, but I don't want either. Isn't the cheese way below like his sort of benchmark? Yeah, for price wise. No, like yeah. and his output overall this season. Yep. I'm I'm trusting the SP here, and I'm I've got the the Amy Park double of Grant and Cheese up the top, and I think the cheese will just continue to sort of get back to his his like actual expected performance is the best of anything available, and he's fantastic to watch. Yeah. He passes as I love you guys saying the eye test. Yeah, he's, he's got the he's got the test. flair. Like Cheese can just go on a run. He can barrel over for a couple of tries. He can you know put shots on. Great to watch. It's just in his current role, it hasn't the output hasn't been there. Um, I've got him. I picked him up even prior to round thirteen with Harry Grant out because I was hoping that Harry Grant would get a rest this week at least. Uh, and if that happens, still might Cheese is absolutely flying. Uh, will be great for that round 17 as well. Hopefully he can be one of those those guys who goes huge in round 17. I think that's probably the go and just even talking this through. Like I, I do get this on the pot often. Like when we talk it through live, it kind mm. of it gives me a bit of a bring moment. Mm. Um, if if Harry gets a rest this week and Cheese gets the big hooking minutes, so that means he gets he gets big minutes in, in 14. If he gets big minutes in 14 and big minutes in 17, then I think you can bring him in for that price. I traded the Newcastle hooker who we made a lot of money on to Chris cheese him, and I made a bit of money on the yep. trade. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, but my, my predicament is cheese is my only hooker. I've got Garlo Pies, uh, garlic from the storm as my backup hooker at the moment. So yeah, I, too. if I don't get another hooker, I'm playing cheese around 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, I think, and uh, I think that has to come into it, which is not it ideal. Might be an issue. Yeah, so that's why so, I'm maybe going dot ball with the. I've overbet the hookers then. No, yeah, I like no, the no. I like the Grant Cheese because I yeah, feel like one of them one of them's going to have a big game. 
if Ch- if Grant is playing, you don't play cheese. If cheese yep. is if Grant is not playing, you play the cheese. It's pretty simple. So I just and then you've got not- and you've got round seventeen coverage, which is the round you want him for. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good scenario. It's it'd be very tough for people to pick up Harry Grant this round if he's playing. Just like obviously can't buy him. Price. Can't buy Grant. Can't buy Grant if you don't if you've already sold him. You can't buy him till round eighteen. I don't think. Yeah. So that's, would you? That's da- what about Dan? Would you sell Harry Grant if you had him this week? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I mean, like, or is the boat, or is the ship sailed on that sail? I, I think there's, like, say, I, if I had to trade him or Yo, I'd trade Yo straight away in that. So it just depends on who you have to trade. Otherwise, I would yeah. be just knowing how good he is. He's backed up well in Origin. Uh, he didn't play the full eighty, which is good as well. Uh, so I would, uh, I would probably lean on keeping him. Unless I just had absolutely it's tough no though, isn't it? for others. I think if I think if you haven't sold him, if you haven't cashed in pre round thirteen, I think you have to hold now. I think you have to hold. He's an eye test. Like he's one of the most watchable. He's the, he's the ultimate eye test. The, the problem is with the eye test. If you're me, like I don't even have a team. My team's just storm stacked. Like I've got Harry Grant, Smith, Munster, and I want Pappenhausen. You know what I mean? Oh, and, and, you, and you got uh, and you got Josh, Jing and you got Jing. Now, yeah. now, this is where I will take a little bit of credit. He won the like Bellamy Award for the preseason, which I heard on the Matty Johns he podcast, and that's why I picked him. That's worked out well. He rewards the he rewards the fit boys. I think I'd be holding him too, even though he's a bit. I wouldn't I wouldn't be playing him in my oh, seventeen. I'd be holding massively, particularly. Yeah, he's got a big break even. But don't worry, he plays around seventeen, Jack. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> he plays around seventeen. <laughs> Keep him. You've held Jack, him this long. Him. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's it. The hooking position is Harry Grant, Damian Cook. That's all you want end of year. So really, that's that's all I'm seeing. I don't see I, anyone I, else. I'd want in my team at the end of the year. I like Harry Grant, Bronson Garlic. I don't think you need a second hooker. Well, yeah, that's. I don't Bronson think there's Garlic enough. Isn't I don't think, but I don't. I'd, that's I'd rather have enough at, at hooker and have a gun. No, so I'm saying Damien Cook is an option at hooker. Right. Sorry, I thought you were saying that you want to run home with with Cook and Grant. No, I'm saying both of those are the only two options right. I would have at, at my hooker to play at hooker. Garlo's gonna can sit there, but if that happened in the death and then Harry Grant got injured and it was a laid out on like Sunday, you need to be able to, you need to keep a trade up your sleeve to trade him to, to Cook or Cook to Grant, etc. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. exactly. Because you, right. your reserve can't cover a hooker, is that right? Cheese cheese covers second row though, so you can put cheese down to second row. So cheese is good for that Harry Grant cover. Yes, yeah. So you, you could have you could have uh, garlic and Grant, for instance, and then cheese in the second row, and then move cheese up to hooker, swap him with garlic. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah, that's why the dual positions good... are very good, and that's and that's probably why I'm leaning to McInnes because he has that flexibility. Um, so I, I should pick yeah. one of those two nuffies that you just mentioned in the second row to be able to flip cheese. You're gonna have to. We, we might have to have a bit more of a chat about that because yeah, there's there's a bit more, to, a bit more to it. But yes, you listen, and you don't know who these guys are. That's why you need to listen. He, he gives such a shit about my team. I appreciate it. If Garlic plays round 17, he's a great option to buy. Yeah, at round is he 17. what? I don't think he because, will. Because yeah. because you can just he can play that round. You get his points, and then he probably doesn't play again. But he's got the dual flexibility, so he's basically the ultimate dual nuff. Dan, Dan, Mickey Molo um, was uh, looking like a popular cheapie at front row. Um, he looks like an avoid though, with twenty minutes against the Dogs. Uh, pretty, he's on the bubble this week. Yeah, I mean, he's not. 
not really exciting anyone. He looked good the first game. He got some good minutes. He, I think he got a line break or a try, yeah. Um, so did really well. Uh, he, I think he can even stay and watch this week. So, I, you know, if he does have a storm or if he picks up to 40, 45 minutes, something like that, and then he's only 230K, plays around 17, could still be a purchase for a downgrade someone else to then bring in a gun like, say, Pappenhausen plays next week. Yep, agree with that. Other popular trade-ins in the front row, Jason Tamalolo, um, well done to all his owners. He absolutely crucified me. I really wish he would have waited another week, but um, he's popular. Dan, him and Ola Kawatu, probably good to talk about them in context together. Both went really well in round 13, don't play round 17. Are either of those, like, if you've got trades up your sleeve, this is probably the only way, but would you consider either of those or both? Not with the buy looming. So... I love Big Ola. Like I, I really wanted to bring him in last week, but I end up going Tamalolo just for the hundred k thinking ahead, yep. thinking of the Pappenhausens and those guys, and it worked out well. You know, 80, 80 points from Lolo was a big effort, and I think it's pretty much all base, base plus power. Uh, they're both good players. They're both going to be great and fine to have for your run home. Yep. Maybe even like your, uh, if not starting your your 18th man coming in for injuries yep. for sure. Um, Ola Kawada is a big matchup player. You can you can even vice captain him in against the the lowly teams. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be bringing him in this round, but post round seventeen, is it, is, if they're at a decent price, is Ola Kawada like I brought him in real early. I remember you spoke about him on a podcast, and I was yep. trying to find out who the yeah hell round three or four about. yeah. And I love him. I love watching him, and I've thought about getting rid of him because he gets some scary break evens. Yep, but when Turbo's out for the season, I've decided to like try and hold him for the rest of the year. He's, when he's a hold. They, they love like they love going left hand side of the post that line, and then their their, their scoring play is is to the right, and he's he he's either the decoy or he's taking it. The way I see the game, I probably yeah. I don't know if I'm right. He's but. a huge weapon for them close yeah. to the line. Yeah, and and, and all yeah. this stuff like what I've learned with this over the years from Supercoach more so than from betting because you don't really notice it as much, even though you are looking for it. It's self-fulfilling. So things happen once and they're, they're pretty thick footballers. So they're like, this worked before, we'll work again. <laughs> pretty thick. And yeah. and so, yeah. look, I mean, even the best example is Jared Wallace. He's in there every week now looking for a meat pie for the Titans. Now, he's too fat and slow that it doesn't always work out. But Ola Kawatu is not fat and slow. Well, Ola Kawatu, went on a, went, he went on a run of scoring off the grubber kicks, right? Yeah. I think it was three weeks in a row. Um, so I I I, <laughs> I genuinely think Ola Kawatu is an option. I think he's that good, and he's going to score that well for the rest of the season. So Jack, definitely do not sell him. He's like the Tongan Thor. He's a, he's a weapon. He's so much bigger than who he's up against all the time, and he's athletic. I think I think he's also, a, I, think I think he's if a, you're if you're out of the race if you're out of the race in terms of overall here get him in your side because it's so good to watch. You know, yeah. players like him, cheese. You just want a side that is just so much fun to watch. I'm just, I'm just treading that like fine line because I'm a, I'm a big eye test man. Like, I, I need to enjoy it. That's what we talked about at the start. But um, yeah, I've but got still, him in the cheese. I'm, I'm, he's a definite hold. I'm, I'm not seeing him as a bring in this yeah. week. Yeah, fair enough. Um, pods in the second row, Dan. Um, what are you, you know, away from the obvious? Yeah, so going a bit wide-ish on that. You've got uh, Kaloa Matangi. Uh, for South, could go on a little bit of a streak. Uh, they've still got a good run coming up into the bye, I believe. Yep. So, you know, he jags a couple of tries. Uh, he'll be up there for for the, you know, the Baron second row forward option. He's cheap, he's cheap now too. 
cheap at 518k. And the other one who's around that price is Sean Lane, who now Papali's started to get bench time. Sean Lane over the last few rounds has gone 80 minutes on an edge. They've got the Bulldogs this week. He's an obvious that short yeah, well. ball option. If you've got Dylan Brown and you're he's playing those short balls to Sean Lane on that left edge, uh, you could have an absolute fill up getting those two in your break side. even of nine, Jack, as well, just for you. Is that sorry, is this in the second row though? Sean Lane. Sean Lane. Sean Lane Parramatta. Parramatta Parramatta Eels. Parramatta Eels. <laughs> Parramatta Jesus. Remember him? Yeah. I went out there once when I was a real pop. My mate who I played AFL with, his dad loved, loved footy. He drove us all the way out from the shore to Parramatta and I just couldn't get over the Parramatta Jesus. Like, holy shit. That's not a, that's not a well-trodden path, oh. the shore to Parramatta. <laughs> I watched the Sharkies play at Parramatta a lot live because of them. Anyway. Yeah, right. Anyway. Um, yeah, Sean second Lane, row? I, I, second yeah, row? Second row only. Yeah, I haven't looked much at Lane, second Dan, row. but just looking at his stats now. So, yeah, like you said, he's gone last three games, 72 minutes, 80 minutes, 80 minutes. And those two games have been the ones that um, Papali, Papali is going to lock, like you mentioned. Um, yeah. And Matto comes on that, through the middle as well, I think. If your second row is already stacked, though, do you do this or do you just look to this as a little earner anyway? Definitely not an earner. It's not an earn option. It's a, it's a, I think. When I heard I my, my ears picked up under these microphones and you said break even of nine, that's an earn. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think everyone's front uh, second row is stacked. So I, I think Dicko, even not knowing your side, I reckon you've got Targo or Talakai. I got Yeo, Crichton, Olakawatu, and Kikau on the bench. Nah, you don't need him then. Mm. And Kikau, you got to hold. Kikau's got I've good got matchups now. Papalihi, so Haas, and Josh King in the front row. Yeah, so that is pretty. It was pretty stacked. So not too, not too yeah, bad. Yeah, I'd be. Uh, I'd. I'd yeah, I, I I don't mind him. I don't see him. I think it's a bit of a risky play for sure. His, his output in terms of his base isn't exceptional, but he, he does snag those tries. So I love that stuff. One so to again. watch. I, so, so, Jack, just, uh, so just, even to, just to your point there, Jack, um, he's not so he's not a cash grab. So he's 518K, break even of nine. This is quite good because this is a, a case, but he's playing around 17. He could be a like if fifth or sixth front rower to run home. But the break-even of nine is around um, if he gets injured or something happens to his minutes, you're not going to bleed cash. He's going to make some money this week. You, you mm. know, if Even in worst-case scenario, yeah. you make 50 to 100K and then you can always move him on if it goes to shit. But you can go back to Cam Murray. He sounds to me, from what, what we talked yes. about tonight live, I'm going to pick this bloke, I'm going to flip him to Cam Murray with maybe yeah. get rid of like Kiki or Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. We haven't haven't got through all the pods on the pod pod yet, Dicko. So just base You've gone off on the first pod. (laughs) Well, that's me playing. Well, we've got a few more to get. We've got a few more to get. Good to know where we've got a few more to get through. Uh, Dan, I see. I see a very familiar name down here on the run sheet. The Luch. Oh, the Luch. Luchie Lua. West Tigers, brother of Joey Lua. So that ten times fast. Uh, second row for Hood and the West Tigers. West Tigers have been absolutely non-irrelevant. We'll say so, not non-irrelevant, irrelevant this year for a super coach perspective. I uh, mean, real dearth uh, of form. Yeah, <laughs> a dearth of options at the Tigers. Uh, 400, 480k. I don't mind for Luch. I think that's undervalued. I can see him as being a 550k. Uh, and you're looking for the ultimate pod, maybe cut jag a couple of hundreds centuries in the next four or four or five rounds, and then uh, he's easy to hold as that 18th, 19th man. What's he coming back uh, from, Dan? Injury. What's his injury he's coming back from? 
Oh, I can't remember. I literally <laughs> I haven't watched any Tigers Tigers games to be I'm honest. Not, the whole we don't year, blame so. you. No, and like I love the oh, league. Hang on, he's sorry, great, he wasn't he value. wasn't injured. He played round twelve. Snitch <laughs> <laughs> oh, up. Too look careful. <laughs> no one you can. So remember. look, he's he's for the he's for the very wide again. Probably an entertainment. Not for me, pick. mate. Not for me, Clive. Um, and then uh, one that's I think. Uh, I don't know if he's a popular trade-in. I'd say a few people are looking at him for round 17 is Dave Clemmer up in the front row, 600K. Uh, not not going to make any cash, Dicko. Not gonna, his break-even is going to stay about 70, but his output's going to be about 70. So if you just want to lock that up, particularly with a bit of doubt around Haas, he'll lock up your, your front row forward for you. He's very front row rugby league to me. They love like having a good year or two, taking a huge contract and then just massively digressing like they – it happens all the time. Cle- he just well, now Clemens. Cle- it's the money man matter, isn't it? As yeah, well. Clemens only had one bad year though, which was last year. He's averaged 66, 67, 56, 68. Like he's he's been a good player. He did have a very bad knee last year as well. It would have been yeah. very painful, very sore, hard, hard to. No, I think he's gained a bit of that confidence back and and that base output. Very meat and potatoes. Seventy six minutes. In, he also in round twelve. Yeah, his offload looks unbelievable now as well. Oh, I love getting, that line, Dan. So, meat and potatoes, base plus mm-hmm. power. <laughs> Good year. Good year. So, look, he's, he's, he's kind of a guy you want to bring in if you're doing all right and he'll, he'll do a job for you. So, um, not, a, not a bad buy, I don't think. Rixie, when, when we're talking ponies, if someone says do a job for you, yeah, different context. We're fence sitting there. We're probably not going to take Clemmer for it. That's that's my read on. Oh, he's an easy, an easy it. to not. He's not going to kill you if he's you don't priced. Have him as and well. he's also priced. He's he's probably the best way to describe him. He's is, priced, he's priced at his price, price right. so he's not not going to be mega value. No edge. No edge. But no but edge. consistent, which is semi what you're looking for in your front row. Nut trucker. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the halves, Dan. So the man we've all been waiting for. Um. Minus 109 break even, dual 5'8 halfback, two scores in the 80s to start his NRL career. Um, I give you Ezra Mam. Now, this is, now, I've just seen we've ticked over the hour mark here. So we, I think we're, I think Jewish, we're deep. Jewish we're going Jewish. deep here. Like, this is going to be a long pod. Ezra Mam, Dan. Not my fault. Ezra, Ezra Mam, Dan. Talk to me about the complexity of the Mam conundrum this week. Well, I, I can see a lot of super coaches having issues with bringing him in because you're stacked in halfback, you're stacked in 5'8", and you're stacked in fullback. Yes. Uh, and there's no trade-outs that you want to trade out in those positions to bring in the cash count. There is not. Is Ezra Correct. Man. No. So people who are thinking three rounds ahead, like myself, planned to get Ezra Man this round and hoped that Gamble would give me out the side, and that's worked out. So I have a spot for him. Now, it meant that I missed out on Joey Manu. Or <laughs> and 300 last points last week. <laughs> but I can fortunately just bring him in very easily, going to make cash, now probably plays 17, uh, going to free up a huge amount of cash to maybe get in perhaps when I can. So there's no official word on Tyson Gamble's leg. Now, so the Broncos have said he's got a stress fracture, possible stress fracture, um, and the most accurate I can find is th- possible three to five weeks, and round seventeen is four weeks away. Um, so there is doubt that he holds that spot. He looks good enough, but you know it only takes a loss for Kevy to change his mind. We've seen that earlier in the season. Dan, so 
I'll give you my conundrum because I think it's pretty. My, I think I've got a pretty um, standard template for the halves, five eight, and fullback. So I've got Cleary and Hines at halfback, gun options. I got Cody Walker and Cam Munster at five eight. Cody Walker is around seventeen. Um, I'm be holding him to around seventeen, probably around eighteen. And I got Drinkwater and Manu at fullback. God, so, you're dominating. So I, I can move Manu up to centre. Pretty easy. Move Hines down to fullback and bring in and uh, bring in Mam at halfback. The problem with that is, what do I do when Ryan Pappenhausen is on deck? Um, I don't think you assess the break evens. Now, the ra- the the rational mind in me thinks, well, it's probably only fifty fifty that one of those other blokes gets injured between now and then, and I have the option just kind of falls in my lap. Now, people don't think like that, I don't think, in Supercoach. I think they think, oh, I've got to trade. I'm going to have to, so I'm, then I'm not going to bring him in. But I think that that's one, probably the most likely outcome. Dan, this is a... This do, is, you keep, do you keep Drinky for the for So the my year? plan is to keep Drinky to at least round 21 and then assess. They've got a good good run till 21. And like I said, I'm going to move him up to 5'8 when I bring Teddy back. Um, so I'm not trading him out yet. Um, would you do this, Dan? Ezra Mam, one week, two week, three week, should make approximately 250 to 300K in that time. Is it feasible to bring Ezra in and then trade him to Ryan Pappenhausen before round 17? Is that a viable strategy? Because that's, yeah, that's probably what I'm looking I think at. It, I, I mean, you could do that. I don't know if it would work out like that. I mean, there's so many variables yeah. in, in, in that happening. Um if that's your plan, like I can't see it as that should be a lock-in plan. But uh, Pappenhausen might make Origin, which you know just yeah. But fine. you've got then I'm then I've got man exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that that sounds okay to me. But I guess the jump the jump in price is probably the biggest issue. Like you're still so, going to be looking at but, a five hundred k. If, if I get man downgraded this week, so right now I've got three hundred and ninety six k in the bank. So if I do the if if I do man. If I do, well, that's only because I traded Teddy out last week. So if I get Mam, right, for, um, say, Tui Pilotu via, via Jules, and I get Cam McInnes or, you know, someone for Tom Starling, that that leaves me with over 800,000 in the bank. And 18 trades. Wow. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't see that as a bad option for sure. And, you know, someone goes down, Drinky goes down, Cleary goes down, Hines goes down. Easy, easy bring Paps easy in. To, easy to Paps. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's what I'm going to so, do. Yeah. Okay. Does that mean you're holding Manu? Yeah, Manu's season yeah. long unless something happens. Yeah. He's perfect. He, he's a top He's yeah, a top four I, center I wing you, for the end of season. So you, he is. But if he gets a 750, 800K, I, I, I can see that. I can. It's luxury, I, but yeah. I don't have him, but I could I could drop him. I think I think Teddy went into beast mode last night, and if he stays sweet, which isn't immoral, but yeah, I think if you've held Teddy, you keep him. But if he doesn't play this week, I think you sell him. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's my plan is Pappenhausen to Teddy to Pappenhausen when that happens potentially. Yeah. Um. Probably just while we're on yeah, Paps, we'll because see. it's all in the context of this trade with Ma'am. Um. Dan, will you be giving Paps a week, or would he be straight into your team when he's back? No, give him a week. Because sure. also you probably want to give him a week to let Mam, because a lot of people are going to be going Mam to Pap to earn the more cash, and Pap will come in with a fat break. Even. I think I actually think most will be holding Mam for seventeen because he plays around seventeen. He's cheap. He'll be making money yeah. still. 
I think you need, yeah. I mean, Bronx Bronx are going better, so they're not. You know, if if he plays round fifteen against the Broncos, uh, I'm probably happy to give that a week to see how he goes. Now he could he could get 150, but you know that's that's the risk you're taking. It's also like the the head to head versus the total points yes. angle, right? So when I played this as a kid, I played the AFL version. It was just about like beating your mates each weekend. So that that version, you're holding man because you're just trying to play a long game, and make finals. Yes. But you don't want to like because Pappy's going to come back and maybe score 80, 100, and you, you kind of want the points. Like that's how I think of Rixie's going to think. Whereas yep. I, I'm happy just to max out Ma'am and just get Pappy when his break even gets low enough. Yep. But for it, so in the scenario that you're not dropping Ma'am for him, you're dropping someone else for him. Say you've got Teddy and he's got a he's got a couple of tough matchups. He's a bit bit injured from Origin, whatever. If you're bringing in. I, I wouldn't be against bringing in Pappenhausen at 950k uh, because he could go. Ton, I, I ton, think ton. it matters, Dan, when he comes back. So if he comes back round 15, I think you have to you have to give it that week. So round 15, they play the Broncos at home, which is obviously a pretty juicy matchup for for Paps. Mm. But two things there: break even 143, so he, he drops cash. He can obviously hit that, but more than likely drops cash. Um, give him a week to see how that hammy goes. Um, we know that he may not be kicking straight up. He might well. not be kicking. Oh, wasn't that third, a fuck at the start of the year? Third thing is Origin two team gets picked straight after that. So if he gets yeah. picked, yeah. So you're absolutely gone if he has a if he has a bung round fifteen. If he then gets picked for Origin and he loses, oh, is that right? K. Maybe it's round sixteen or after Origin. I might be wrong, but yeah, yeah. I think you need to give him round fifteen yeah. and then. I would, I would, I would, yeah. um, I'd be thinking about. Yeah, waiting. so I think safe play, wait a week for sure. If you want to just get ahead of the pack, you can bring him in at his price because he's he's still, you know, gonna gonna have plenty of tons in him if he's fit. Um, the other obvious one at five eight, Dan is Dillbags. Um, can't put anyone off bringing him in now, Which can you? Which is who? Dylan Brown, yeah. Para. Dylan Brown, Jesus. Parramatta Eels, five eight only six hundred eighteen. He is the new Parramatta Jesus, I think. Um, he is unbelievable to watch. Again, such a, such a talent. I think fast, maybe maybe rivals Cookie of the fastest man over ten meters. Twinkle toes, yeah, I know um, the man. Yeah, so very strong too. I love that try. He brushed off big Josh Popoli, um to score the other week, and I brought him in a few weeks ago. And yeah, just love great love player, great team, player. So. But but yeah, can't put yeah, him off. If you've got the room, if you've got the room at five eight. Um, I think him and Munster for the run home are, are, are lock them in. Agree. So I don't know if I'd be dropping Cody for him. No, though. that's that's a tough. I'm call. not dropping Cody. I was going to, but I'm not going to now. I'm just going to hold Cody and hope he can match um, Dillbags. Would you flip yep. drink water to, to Dillbags like later on? Maybe. Yeah, I think you could, maybe you could 17. you could do that for 17, um, but you'll get some price rises. Dicko, out of drinking now. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, Cows have got a good draw through to round 21. So I am I just think Drinky's got such a good ceiling that I want to. I want him in my team. I love how the Chad team. triggers all the Sharks fans too, by the way, just to get that in there. <laughs> Mate, the Chad's going okay. When we're not talking about the Chad, when we're not talking about the Chad, he's going all right. He's not going all right. The <laughs> Cowboys are going all right. Let's make that clear. The Cowboys are going all right. The Chad is not going all right. Um, talking about Parramatta halves, Matt, have you got any interest in Mitchy Boy Moses or Dicko? You had a look at him? Well, I've got Hines and Cleary, so what do I do? No. no. Well, you can say no. Probably probably not. I, probably not. 
I like that he kicks goals, and I think he's actually pretty talented. That guy, but I'm I would consider him for a round seventeen option if if sort of injuries hit. Um, but I think he's he's an option for you know as a for, pod. For me, for, for me, it's I like the team balance and with limited trades now. I don't really want him and Dillbags, Dylan Brown in my yep. team. Uh, for the rest of the year. So if I was looking to get him in for the rest of the year, I would, but he's, he, I don't see him as an end game half with the, with the plethora of other options. One, one for later, one for later is um, Jerome Hughes. So as a pod for round 17, he'll, he's, um, you know, they'll be playing round mm-hmm. 17. He's a Kiwi. He's 647K, which is too expensive for now, but he's got a B of 95. Should drop a little bit of cash. Hopefully he's coming off an injury. He was out for a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, interesting to see. I think you want him on your radar. Is it? He's he's a guy who can go big. Is that kind of a rule? Yeah, Unless you're Freddie Fitler, like you don't play the same. Like your halves can't be from the same club. No, it's not a rule. It's just what I I like to get a bit of balance. Like someone from the club is going to get points. Yeah. So if you if you know Moses goes big, maybe Dylan Brown doesn't go as big. Of course, they can go big go big in the same round. But it's a bit like what you said before, Dicker. You've got five or six Storm players, so do you want to bring in another? Mm, yeah. Like, there's only so many points in a game. Yeah, but I noticed like in my um, t- when there's a shit game of football, I don't have any players. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm heavily stacked Just to the to go, the good go spend some spend some time with your kids. <laughs> yeah, I try. The it's a, it's a, it's. I took ex- it to the shot. Oh, sorry. Good little good little seg good little segue good little segue into the outside backs because um, a guy who's on the radar this week is one of the most popular tradings is Ronaldo Militalo. Thank God Tubes isn't on. He butchers his name every time. Um, <laughs> a whack. But <laughs> he's he's on a plane right now, Tubes. So um, anyway, Militalo plays outside Talakai. So to that point of having players from the same team and can it be negative? We saw last year Garrick outside of Turbo and that combination. So if you're looking for that high variance play, when two guys are combining often, if they if one goes big, the other can often go big as well. And I really, really like that. Dan? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit on uh, Dylan Brown and Sean Lane. Like the combo of the side, the edges, um, can work out really well. When it's maybe from one side to the other and you've got them both in your same type team, maybe not going to because they can't feed points to each other. So I like the Talakai Ronaldo combo. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty easy. And I, if I, my flare option this week is go Ronaldo. Hundred percent agree. I think he's the best buy in at yeah. centre wing this week, even over Campbell Graham, particularly given Campbell Graham has origin. origin on the horizon now. Now he has a low yeah. BE, I think twenty eight, and he's so good. I love. I wish I had him already. I know a few of our listeners do. Tubes has him. Um, do you hold Talakai? Yes, definitely now. If you've yeah. held him. Yep. Yeah, I just just sort of stuck fat, like no, eyeball test, fat. big cannonball. Yeah, definitely do not trade Talakai. Yeah. Down on the wall. He has. He is your round seventeen in the mangroves. Yeah. Boom. Do not say bye bye to Talakai. <laughs> <laughs> that was at the start of the year. I was so great up when you guys were saying, "Oh, Dylan Brown's on the left edge or the right edge." He swooped him over to the left, right, like. As an as like we got, a we know, we know, rugby league man. We know, we know. Yeah, but I, think, I don't know what you're talking our, about. Like. Our special our special guest, John O, who comes on from sometimes, he's he came his first show, he goes, Oh, thanks for the t- you guys all wrapped up Dylan Dylan Brown. I brought him in and none of you have him in his in the team. <laughs> and he absolutely What are we doing? We're giving people tips and we don't even follow him on. No, we're, it giving, we're giving context. Content. Uh, and context. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so we've we've said about Ronaldo. Um, 
great buy. Uh, got a ceiling. His his st- I went through him the other day. He's just sensational. I think six hundred k is a good price. Um, mm. Not urgent. You don't have to get him this week, but the Warriors is a juicy matchup. So if you can, uh, Campbell Graham, another good buy. I couldn't put anyone off him except with the caveat, just going with your eyes open that um, he might play Origin. So just be careful. Zach Lomax is one that I got a specific uh, question from the old man for. He's looking to bring him in this week with a BE of five. He's been around 17 target of his for a while. Dan, I'm a bit cold on Lomax as a buy this week. I think I'd be waiting. What, what do you think? It's tough against the Cowboys. Like I've been looking at it to play him in my 17 or not because I've got a strong sort of 18, 19 this week. Uh, I think I still will play him uh, just for the for the pod. Um, I think if you've got Campbell Graham and Ronaldo, you could bring him in easily. Uh, I'd be bringing in Ronaldo and I don't know, Graham or him. I know yeah. Bobby Ricks has Graham, but uh, I I don't see him as a bad option if you're looking at a – uh, a guy who who could go large in round seventeen, so not a bad one. I brought him in earlier, ex- sort of expecting this because thinking if he has a few big games with a good run, it's going to be hard for people to bring him in. And I think he's at a he's at a tough price to bring in now at five fifty k, and even tougher next week when yeah. he goes up. I I I'd almost be looking elsewhere. I think I've got him. Like we spoke about this a while ago, I bought him in as that pot option. It's worked out beautifully. He's averaged eighty, I think, in the last three rounds. Um, yeah. And that was where he had the good draw. I'm not loving what I'm seeing still, but I'm happy to have him, but I'll I'll just hold. But I'm not sure he's a buy. Um, the other popular center wing purchase of the week is Joey Manu. And why not? 130. Um, why not? I'm going to tell you, because he's going back to center. He doesn't play around 17. He's 630K. Um, I, if I didn't buy him last week, I would not be going near him until at least round 18. Dan, would you agree? They got the storms. They got the Storms, they got the Panthers and uh, someone else, pretty tough, and don't play round 17. So if you didn't get in last week, just miss that boat. You've missed it. Don't go Give it away. Give it, it a wave. Just leave it. Um, pods at Centre Wing, Dan. Our man Herbie. Herbie. Sherby. No, not for me. Uh, I like him. I like watching him. I like the, the cut of his jib. He's quick too. He's a very <laughs> quick player. Uh but he's not for me on a super coach front. I, I think he's just that little bit lightweight. Doesn't have those tackle breaks, the the workload. Not not for me. Yeah, he's a big like sort of fifty fifty winner. Like he gets like a strip or a ball bounce his way sort of operator. Nice haircut. Um, the Sharky boys, Dan. There's a few little pods outside of Ronaldo. Like they've got a really good run coming up. Obviously, play seventeen. Now. I never thought we'd put up a guy whose last two scores were minus 10 and minus two as an option, but Will Kennedy, um, maybe not this week, but is he a sneaky option for the buy, given he's probably going to drop to around 300K? I think he is, but you'll need injuries at that fullback position or halfback position. Yeah. Uh, there's just too many gun players there. But if, if say, a Hines goes down, or maybe not yeah, if Hines goes the, down because yeah. it'll affect the Sharks, but if um, Teddy goes down, if Paps is, is not in there, he's a definite option at, at what's likely going to be 350K next week. Um, you know, that's that's mega value for him. He could Agreed. be a 70-plus average. And a pod because so no one will go near him. If you can fit him in somehow, if you can fit him in, he's an ultra pod. If that, if that plays out like you just said, like there's injuries or whatnot, I will be, I will be laser-like on him for 17. I really like him. Um, just hopefully his confidence is a bit dented, a bit of narrative there, but I think his confidence might have taken a bit of a hit. Um, 
just uh, just on those further sharks. Sorry, Dick, I'm I'm getting away from you, Biddy, but I got a, a special one for you in a minute. Um, Dan, uh, Ramian and Katoa. Ramian's back from suspension, and Sione Katoa. They're both around 500k. Uh, either of them, you're probably not going them over Ronaldo if you if you don't have Ronaldo, are you? No, really quickly, we spoke about it. Flip both sides of the Sharks team. You kind of want to load up on one side. That's my reasoning. So I won't be touching either of them. But could you say, like, like are they options as pods? They're definitely pod options. Yeah. Definitely, definitely pod. I like um, Ramian. Uh, I, I think he's a very good player, uh, very good tackle buster. Uh, if they go his way, he's going to get over the line a few times. But, uh, yeah, probably more Ramian than Cattell for me. Bit of a left field action here for you, Dicko. Uh, Kenny Mormalo, West Tigers, 429K, break even and minus 18. That's right in your wheelhouse. Well, I've forgotten about that, and I've actually just <laughs> traded in uh, Ronaldo after chat about Talakor. <laughs> <laughs> should I should I push push out Ronaldo and bring him in, Kenny, my boy? Short answer. If that's it. If that's it. If that's yeah, no. no. Oh! So so Ken, so Kenny Kenny's next next three are Manly at home, Campbelltown. Then they got the Doggies and the Warriors. Like so he's gonna break. He's gonna make me. He's gonna make me money. Whereas Ronaldo's break even seventy, yeah. yeah, but 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 Jack, just just quickly here, he's coming off a ninety and a seventy nine, which are obviously excellent scores. But in both those games, he scored two tries, and so, they've just yeah, had the coach could... sacked, and everyone thinks they're going to bounce off that. They never do. The market, or as Rixie would tell you, you as had... a punter, as a as a pricer, they're they're going to come, and they're not going to deliver. If you had twenty plus trades. Kenny Mamalo would be an option because you would want him straight out of your side. Yes, round seventeen. Well put. Do the Sharks play seventeen? Yes, yes, they do. Yep. Yes. Right, Ronaldo's in. Welcome to the Dutch Rudders, Ronaldo. Dan, just quickly finishing up here. Any other pods catching your eye in the centre wings? Probably not really options, but just ones to keep your eye on. Yeah, I think I think uh, Ultra Pod again. It probably comes down to trades. they do have a really tough run south at the back end of the season, but their run for the next few is still pretty good. AJ, uh, Alex Johnson on the wing, left edge. Uh, if Souths go on a tear, he can certainly control back as well. The next next three, control back is only good for him. Uh, so he he's a definite pod option if if you want to go there. Is is Latrell um, a pod? Yeah, he's an yeah. artist. But yeah, but he's. But he could play Origin. He, he or he will play Origin if he's fit. But he's he's not playing this week, no. um, because or next I think because he's is it COVID, so. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will be an option on the run home. Jeez, they missed him last night, him. didn't they? We'll be chatting about him. Oh, him and Turbo. Yeah. So break even one hundred thirty five, six hundred thirty one k. Can't possibly buy him until he's played. Run home, absolutely. Pod, Megapod, run home. So he's just fullback only? Yep. Yes. Oh, yep. God. Tricky, tricky. Oh, so this podcast tonight is is going to – I've got so much going on. This is going to ruin it all. Cause Overload. I'm, so, I'm obsessed with this. Overload. How am I going to handle this? I've got Teddy. I've got Pappy. Now I've got Latrell no. and Drinky. We had, a, we, had a, we had a couple of other pods meant to mention there, but I, I looking at the list now, I don't think we need to even mention those guys. No. They're not – no, all good, all good. So let's um, don't go, don't look at sort of mid ranges for round seventeen. I think it's either the super cheap or guys that you're looking to keep for for longer term. 
Agree. Let's um, let's let's finish the pod, guys. Uh, it's been an absolute marathon, but a, be- a absolute beauty. Um, quick game of who would you rather? So I'll start with you, Dicko. Yeah, start with Dicko. Yeah, start first, with Dicko. I want to I want to hear Dicko's non non biased non you know Campbell Graham influenced opinion. Campbell Graham and Ronaldo Molitalo. Who would I rather be or pick? Pick. I oh, know you can put whatever <laughs> spin on this you want, mate. I'd rather be Campbell Graham because I think he's going to play Origin and he's he's like young and thick. He's got, got his whole life ahead of him. He lives in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Like you can't miss when you play rugby league and you're six foot four and cashed up. God bless him. I'm running. I'm running with this. So DK, you give us a who would you rather be, Dan? You can give us a who would you I've, rather. Be I have by. picked. I have just traded Ronaldo though. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ronaldo for me with uh, Origin looming for Campbell Graham. And what? But what? So what if? What if? If Graham wasn't playing Origin and you knew that, I could pick him up round seventeen. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go to no. s- over six thirty six yep. like by then. But we'll see. Uh, <laughs> this will be a tough one for you, Jack. Sione Katoa or Jesse Ramian both play for the Sharks. <laughs> who, would you, who would you rather be? I um. <laughs> Like, I can't lie. I don't know who either of them are, so I'm going to not offer a shot. I'll, I'll fill in for you there. I'm going to go, uh, oh, that is tough. I'll go see Oni Katoa just because I'd love to be able to finish a try like he can. <laughs> He'd love his rat's tail. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'd love to be able to jump in the air and do a flip as I'm scoring a try on the right wing. Dan, who would you rather to pick for Supercoach? Ramian. Said it already. Yep. Done. Uh, Cam McInnes versus Blake Braley. Uh, Jack? Well, I picked up that Braley plays for the Sharks and Cam McInnes doesn't, so I'd rather. He does. Braley's the hooker. <laughs> Braley's the hooker. Yep. Braley's I'd rather be the hooker. You can like, run off the back of a good forward. Oh, he, he's a handsome young man. I'm and, going. And, 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 and Cam. Yeah. As, let me come on, finish, because he's about to roll down Northies and just completely dominate, because he oh, is that handsome yeah. little guy, isn't he, with a short haircut. Sandy color. Yeah. I know the Cam McKenna would melt. Butter would have melt. Oh no, Cam McKenna is the Stewie Diver, isn't he? Is that Stewie? <laughs> yeah. Is that the one who did the big Stewie <laughs> Diver after <laughs> after Munster when Munster was off and gone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Stewie Diver, Cam McKenna. Fuck no. I would never want to be him. I feel sorry for him. He looks like he's got a lot of. Um, he looks like Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, he looks like he's got a lot of issues. To be honest, Cam McKenna, uh, even when he's playing the game. So that's, that's Blake Braley by knockout. Uh, yeah, massive. Uh, in terms of who would I rather, probably, probably McKinnis. Yeah, it's reluctant, isn't it? Status yeah. In yeah, agree. Yeah. Last one. Um, <laughs> last one, Digga. This is <laughs> it's a good segment. Uh, Sean Lane and um, Keon Keon Koala Matangi. Uh, Sean Lane from the Eels. Keon Koala Matangi from the Bunnies. Uh, all day Lane after uh, the Dan's like chat about the the, the quality five eight feeding him nut just. Oh, that's a, that's yeah. a good life. If you're going to live in Parramatta, at least you want to get fed good night. He's a shy <laughs> boy, edge. actually, Lane. He's a Cronulla junior, um, so I'm oh, sure. Well, he, I'm how sure hard? Still... How hard would that be? I'm sure. Honest to I'm God, sure I, I don't know about you guys. I've been to Parramatta once in my life. I lived in, I lived in Sydney. For <laughs> I don't think I've ever been there. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. I, no, I, I went and watched the Matthews Cup Grand Final there. I think that's the only time I've ever been to Parramatta. Yeah, yuck. Anyway, mm. shout, out to, uh, <laughs> shout out to all our listeners in Western Sydney. <laughs> Dan, who would you rather, Supercoach, Sean Lane or, or Koala Matangi? He's a big Lane man. 
I mean, I I like points wise next three, including the buy. I think it's a bit of a pick'em, so uh, it's tough. But probably probably lean towards Lane this week with, against the Bulldogs. Boys, that's absolutely been a megapod. Dicko, <laughs> you've been a pressure, breath of fresh air. We've loved having you. Thank you, mate. You're welcome back anytime, and hopefully we'll get you on at least once more before the end of the season. Oh, I like I doubt that, but I'd love to come back. But I'll only come back with tubes, all right? I need tubes. All right. But the problem is, I go for three. I, I think I think it has to be. I think it has to be me and tubes because I don't think Dan and I don't think Dan and tubes will be able to wrangle you. You don't want actual. You don't want actual like you know stat analysis or anything like that. You just want you know gut no, feel. It's, it's gut it's feel and vibes. Gut stuff. feel. Mate, hey, gut, gut, gut. Go yeah, with your gut. Is one of the most common super coach sayings. So. Um, no, absolute pleasure, mate. Mailbag doc, mailbagbloodstock.com.au for our listeners out there. We'll put up the links, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. Dan, pleasure as always. All the best for the rest of the day and your weekend. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Bye for now. Thank you, Matty. You beauty.